0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad. I'm joined by my co-host, Micah. Hello, and Carrie. What's up? Uh, we were remiss to not talk about this last week. Um, but then, like, some more stuff happened about the story. Because normally, like, when you, when most of you saw the story, you might have been surprised that we weren't, like, leading with it and talking about it for a really long time. Um, because it's a glorious story. Uh it's a fantastic story in, in the in the you know the the context of a TNP show. Uh it's a gigantic dude we told you uh from <laughs> us to all of you. But yeah. you already knew. You already knew this as well. Um we might, might, being the operative word, uh be seeing the beginning of the end uh when it comes to non-fungible tokens in video gaming. Cause not only have the, have, has the interest on NFTs in general around the world dried up because I think uh, Completely yeah, like, tank. like, like, if you look at searches on Google for NFTs from January to now, it's like, it's a fucking crater. It's really bad. Um, but Ubisoft, ubiquitous software, uh, famous software corporation <laughs> in, in the entire world, um, announced last week that the March 2022 update. That release for Ghost Recon Breakpoint is going to be the last update that Ghost Recon Breakpoint receives. And you may be wondering, what does that have to do with NFTs? What that has to do with NFTs is that also means uh, that they're not going to be supporting uh, the NFTs that they put in the game through the Ubisoft Quartz website. Uh, So if you go to the Ubisoft Quartz website, uh, it confirms uh, that Their NFTs will not continue to be updated. Uh, They will just keep the servers on, essentially. And they tell all of their buyers, they said, quote, you own a piece of the game and have left your mark in its history. And I'm ending the quote and saying that history is the operative word in that sentence because (laughs) Ghost Recon Breakpoint truly is history along with the NFTs that you wasted money and or time on.
1: Yeah, NFTs, which were basically pants with a number on them.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Hope <laughs> hope you enjoyed spending money on special in-game pants for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's right. Hope we're going to give everyone it.
0: the same gun, but we'll give you a unique serial number that nobody in the game will ever see. Because who the fuck could see a unique serial <laughs> number on a gun in re- during real-time gameplay in that game?
1: Once again, NFTs. No fucking thanks.
2: <laughs> I um I don't even remember Ghost Recon Breakpoint like existing. That that was
0: the that's the John Barenthal Ghost Recon.
2: Oh, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. No. Collecting a paycheck? I mean, I guess, but like he's a really good actor. He's about to be in that uh Baltimore is corrupt uh show. Uh
0: oh David, David I, Simon has a new has a new uh has a new project? I was unaware of this.
2: Yes, yes, he does. It's called We Own This City, and it's about a bunch of corrupt cops. Uh.
0: <laughs> and guess what John Barenthal
1: <laughs> I wonder.
0: I, I appreciate uh. that John Barenthal can can wear many different hats because like I said, the the role for him that sticks in my mind the most is he's he's like the um the uh the cop that's on the take for the drug cartel in uh Sicario. And he, yeah. and he and he almost kills Emily Blunt.
2: Yeah, he's uh he's really stretching his wings yeah. by being a
0: <laughs> an, an asshole alpha male. <laughs> but yeah, so if you wasted money on huh. an NFT for Ghost Recon, uh, here's a stark reminder that games are not supported ad infinitum. They do have an endpoint, and unless you plan on taking that NFT into some other ubiquitous software title like a rabbits game or, you know, things of that nature. Except you can't even do that because that's not how fucking game assets work, as, as we tried to explain to everyone uh, who thinks that NFTs and video games are a good idea. They kind of they remain independent uh, to the game that they are created for, typically.
1: Just now realizing that we own this city is about the gun trace task force. And
0: yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's some fucked up shit that happened right here in Baltimore. I tell you what, is that really
0: a David Simon thing though? I I was just being yeah, flipped when I okay, well,
1: I, I was just being flipped when I said it. Is it David Simon?
2: I believe it is. Yes, I believe he's like executive producer or something like that. Oh, okay.
1: I mean, that tracks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just remember the book or the like the story on that being written by Justin Fenton. Anyway, fuck the Baltimore. Police, this is this very is specifically. this is
2: how much this is how much we are over NFTs.
1: <laughs> I don't I even would rather care talk that
2: they're dying.
1: I would rather talk about the Baltimore Police than talk about NFTs anymore.
2: Fuck NFTs, dude.
1: And also fuck the Baltimore Police.
2: I mean. I don't live there, so
0: hey. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: <laughs> wow. oh now it's now it's wow. I don't I don't I don't live in Baltimore. I don't live there anymore. I don't live there. Y'all can do whatever y'all want now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like I'm on the Ubisoft Courts website right now. Like I said, I, it, it's just so funny because like the whole point of NFTs is that they're supposed to be unique, and yet like each of these things, like there's like four oh, different yeah. guns. There's a pair of pants, there's a helmet, there's a chest pack that you can get, and it's like, oh, they're limited to 200 of these or 700 of these, and the only thing that differentiates them literally is just the serial number, essentially, that's on the side of that. People are so stupid. People are yeah. absolutely so stupid. I, th- I, think, I, think, uh, when it, I think at the end of the day, they sold less than 100 on legitimate marketplaces of these things. Jesus probably made probably earned a fraction of the, just the marketing budget that they put out to to advertise is, this stuff. Is it,
2: um, I mean, it's a little disheartening that like that company makes enough money that they can risk. Like they could take a gamble on something that any sane person uh, would realize is going to, the bubble is going to burst on that thing incredibly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ubisoft just can like do that shit, like, like even the WWE cut bait, quick, fast, and in a hurry. It's it's NXT been pretty,
1: really it.
0: it's been pretty amusing to watch the people that are like late to the party, like me and Carrie. Unfortunately, our our uh, hockey team of choice has decided to like jump into the NFT bandwagon, but of course, like fashionably late to the party. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, haven't you seen? Haven't you seen the fucking? vitriol around this like what is what is the actual benefit there's what no is the excuse. actual end game
1: yeah there's no <laughs> yeah. excuse for that shit from the caps at this point it's really
2: fucking stupid. what kind of a what kind of an nft is the, uh, the capitals you think
0: like, is I'm it sure just it's a- like i'm sure it's like i'm sure it's like a know. like a like a image of a famous moment or like a like a fucking digital image of like a hockey sticker I mean, who the fuck knows who cares <laughs> quite frankly <laughs> If I'm I'm being honest with you. Like like literally I saw that tweet and me and Carrie both like replied to the main capitals account like don't do this, you fucking idiots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: what are you doing?
1: I also responded with the fallout for everyone disliked that. (laughs) (laughs) Which many people seem to agree with.
0: Right, and and again, like like in looking at the replies was, to that tweet, was it was all neg- negativity.
1: <laughs> Literally, zero people responded in any way that was remotely positive. Like, because <laughs> like, that's for red. Because
0: that's for red. Again, the people we we've talked about before, the people that push these things are the people that have a vested interest in pushing them because they want to make sure that their NFTs, their you know, you know, crypto, whatever becomes more valuable because they're already invested in it. So it, it benefits them to evangelize it, to get more people in it because it will just therefore increase the value of what they've already sunk into it. Like that's any, anytime you see anyone evangelizing this stuff, that's literally the only reason why is yeah. because they're trying to they're trying to bump their own value. They don't give a shit other than that. They really don't. No. So,
2: uh i was trying to think of a segue but i'm very very bad at them so i'm just going to say go to densepixels.com slash fans uh and and um don't pay attention to the screaming three-year-old oh uh, we can't even hear it so that
0: that's just that's just a present for you so wonderful wonderful <laughs> go to densepixels.com
2: slash fans uh you'll be invited into our discord uh there you can talk about a bunch of cool stuff uh and that's where you get uh access to uh, the post office um, where you can ask us anything and we will uh, answer it uh, each and every week at densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe so you can see all of us and all of Carrie's tattoos. Didn't you just get a new Pokemon I got, tattoo?
1: I got a little little Psyduck. duck. I got Psyduck and I got a certain fast hedgehog.
2: Gotta go fast. Gotta how go fast. many is your body just a living like, Pokedex? Is it just uh, a how living? How many Pokemon Pokedex? do I
1: have? Yeah,
2: Pokemon specifically. I'm not Pokemon gonna ask you how many tattoos you have.
1: I got five on this arm, and then I have two more on the back. Um,
2: okay, all right. So I don't know how many Pokemon there are now, but like is the goal is the goal no. to get the original the 51? Just the original <laughs>
1: 161. No. <we> don't, like <laughs> the, the goal is to like fill it down to my elbow and that's it on, on uh. that, that project. The other sleeve is just general nerd shit. I got my Captain Marvel, I got my Sonic, I got my Golden Sun, I got Princess Daisy and Morgana, and uh uh-huh. yeah, okay. We'll see my Zelda we'll see. shit. So we'll see. Yeah.
2: Uh, go go to densepixels.com, <laughs> go to youtube.com/densepixels and, and and I guarantee once a month we'll see a new we'll see a new Pokemon tattoo we're going to get that no, I, no, her I, artist I, her artist
1: moved away my artist is moving to <laughs> is moving to portland oregon so i literally have to find someone else to do it at this point point. <laughs> and uh also i'd like i don't i don't get tattoos during the summer because i spend too much time at the pool and every time i get a tattoo it means that I i would have to take a two-week break from going uh. into the pool in order for it to heal properly um, so I'm simply not getting any more tattoos until probably November or December at the earliest at this point.
2: All right. Well, we will continue to fill the Pokedex decks, uh, this fall, <laughs> go to, subscribe to all of the TMP podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Those are, in, those include the nerd apocalypse, black on black cinema, black on black cinema. We just did a, uh, a movie called single black female. Uh, and it is what you think it is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming distractions. There is a review of, uh, Sanic, the hedgehog apparently is his name. Uh, yes. Um, uh, that, uh, Carrie did. Um, and the weekly preview episode of the look for political podcast, which will be recorded, uh, after this one, um, Go to densepixels.com slash premium to get access to all of the other podcasts that we have just waiting for you. Just waiting for you. Uh, We have the airing of grievances, No Time to Bleed, The Man with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the entire episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Um, The Look Forward Political Podcast, uh, trendsetters, I would say, (laughs) uh, because uh, good close friend of the show, Rachel Maddow, has decided to take on the one-week format Mm -hmm. uh that has been pioneered
0: i would say (laughs) yes we are we are the we were the first to do a weekly political podcast no one ever thought of it beforehand
2: if it's good enough for rachel maddow then look forward is good enough for you five dollars a month fifty dollars a year and look i'm
0: I'm feeling feisty about the new the political news this week so it's it's bound to be a good show because usually if i'm feisty jay is also feisty and then we're feisty together so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh speaking of quasi political news when it comes to the game industry just a reminder uh that when employees organize it works generally it's done uh activision blizzard has announced that it's going to be converting all of its u.s based temporary and contingent qa positions To full-time jobs, this means nearly 1,100 workers under Activision Blizzard will become full-time employees, which means they will get their pay up to at least $20 an hour and allow them access to bonuses and full benefits across the board. Of course, we've talked about many times before uh, that quality assurance, one of the uh, drag positions, arguably the draggiest position in the game industry, usually pays shitty, the work sucks, and uh, you're usually not really working full-time.
1: Yeah, you're usually like a contract person, which means that they don't have to pay you benefits and they don't have to guarantee you work. But they're still going to ask you to put in 20, you know, <laughs> 12 hour days, uh, seven days a week when it comes time to trying to get the game out on time. So, yeah, shit sucks. Yep. And uh, it's nice to see it. It sucks to have to say that it's nice to see Activision Blizzard converting its QA positions to full time. Yeah. And and here's the thing
0: like it companies especially in the US especially in this day and age the last thing that they want to happen is for their employees to organize into an, to, into into organized labor into into a collective uh bargaining arrangement as a union. And so usually if you make credible threats and you take steps uh to unionize shit will get done. Um a great example of this and I heard this example on another podcast is if you look at the shipping industry in the US, UPS is full union. FedEx is not. And yet mm. FedEx has comparable benefits to UPS. Why is that? Because they give that to their employees because they don't want them to unionize. So basically they look at whatever <laughs> UPS is doing and they try to be comparable because they know that if they treat their employees like shit, then their those employees will just fuck off and go to UPS where they can get union, union gigs. Benefit. Or they'll organize themselves and create a FedEx union, which would be bad for FedEx in the long run. Uh, you could go the Amazon route and think that you're bigger, uh, too too big to be uh, to be undermined by the organization of a union, and then find out that uh, that is actually not the case. And we'll see what happens uh, with other Amazon places around the country, because I have a feeling that that's going to be the first dominant fall. Um, I would imagine that part of the calculus here. Uh, is Activision Blizzard seeing that news and saying, you know what, like, why don't we start to maybe give some stuff away here? Uh, because these guys seem to be pretty serious and seeing a company like Amazon have unions and seeing companies like Starbucks, uh, form unions underneath their feet, um, is a pretty good scare tactic. If you were a big corporate, if you're maybe not the biggest corporation, but you're still a pretty big company and you want to head off the same efforts, uh, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, so pretty cool.
2: Yeah. What is the saying? Uh, something about proletariats and seizing means of production and, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, this is good. This is this is good, even if it is under duress, right? Like,
0: sure. That's, but that's the know. only way things are going to happen. Like, they're not going right. to do. They're not going <laughs> to benevol- benevolently uh, grace them with with these things. Like, you have to fucking push against them. Yeah. Good. I'm happy for those people. Uh, speaking of being benevolently graced, and I use that term in just the loosest and most sarcastic way possible. Yeah. Uh A surprise announcement uh, dropped earlier this week or over, over the weekend, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: And our good friends over at Square Enix, uh, not content to have, uh, you know, they, like they just want to keep pumping out as many Japanese games that they can miss miscalculate the sales goals on, (laughs) but not get upset with them about it. And yet they will call out American or not American, but Western developers uh, for not meeting their sales targets, even though their, their sales usually hit considerably higher. Um, But they're, they're doing it again. Uh, They've announced uh, that kingdom hearts four is in (sighs) development. And it's a new, I quote, epic new storyline that they're calling the Lost Master Arc, which I assume makes some sense if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan. But God only knows.
2: You know, in all seriousness, I I really do think that Kingdom Hearts uh, is the most obnoxious video game franchise ever to exist. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, dude.
2: And, and and its fans are like a big reason why but like that series is so far up its own ass like it's just not even like it's not even funny on like a on like some sort of like ironic level like it's the it's kingdom hearts exists in a world where the tropic thunder movies are real <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it just I I I liked the first one when I played it the first time. Because it
0: because it was a novel concept. Because, because it's right. oh, right. like cool. Let's right. like like we got we got these original characters, we have these beloved Disney characters, and we have Final
1: a Fantasy. small
0: selection of beloved Final Fantasy characters. Like that, you know, the most beloved Final Fantasy characters. Sure. Of that era. Essentially. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it was a novel concept. Very cool. And then they had to go and square it up. This is why I think we're actually. Uh, Here's the thing. I don't even
1: want to call it squaring it up. I would call this Tetsuya Nomura. That's fair. It is very specifically that.
0: I am. I, I find. So like I reflect on the Kingdom Hearts franchise and I'm actually really grateful that the Final Fantasy concept exists as it is because as we've seen from square if they have to take a story in a, in a role playing game past one game shit gets off the rails <laughs> we've seen it with kingdom hearts we saw it with final fantasy 13 they made a final mm-hmm. fantasy 7 movie and that shit went bananas just as <laughs> as a sequel to fucking ff7 and the crazy spin-off games as well that were mostly bad dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> yeah dirge of Cerberus, and and i i guess crisis core was fine because that was more of a crisis prequel cool. of sorts yeah crisis core yeah
1: I was actually, actually
0: so cool, the the fact that like they're like oh we're gonna make like a fucking buku franchise that is and they're doing this again they also announced a mobile game called kingdom hearts missing link that's going to be like a companion game uh to this game that's going to be uh, coming out as well it
1: has an open or closed beta excuse me closed yeah. beta happening later this year Mobile
0: game. it just upsets me there's so many uh, like uh, in square there's so many resources that could be spent on other things like a final fantasy 6 proper remake at some point which we're never going to stop mm-hmm. yelling about and and it's it's funny to me because because again like we we we've talked on the show many times about how like they get upset with Crystal Dynamics they get up they got upset with uh, IO Interactive when they had the Hitman license about oh like these disappointing sales meanwhile like Babylon's Fall comes out is fucking garbage, Absolutely uh, garbage. Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise which it seems like it's a good bad game comes out well, but it's, yeah like yeah but it's it's not going to sell like like there's no way the game is no. going to sell. And yet, like, there's like hours. Can you keep pumping out this crazy stuff and not say anything about it to folks in Japan about making better quality games? But you, you, America Games, like, you, you we wanted you to sell five million. You only sold three million, you sons of bitches, because they need <laughs> those games to fund the nonsense. And the funny thing about Kingdom Hearts so I was working at GameStop when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Obviously, Kingdom Hearts 3 had a ton of. Uh, years of hype and buzz and, 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 you know, people excited for it and people, retailers bought games based on that hype and buzz. Like they, they ordered games based on that hype. And let me tell you when we like my store, again, I thought the store I was at at the time was like a middle, like a mid sales GameStop store. So like, like we got like call of duty reserves and like the two fifties, give or take. And like, we had a fair amount of King Hearts reserves, but I remember we got like 150 copies of that game in on launch and around Christmas time that year, which was right around when I, when I left GameStop shortly afterwards, that store still had like at least 90, 90 brand new (laughs) copies of kingdom hearts still left that, that eventually square had to buy back from retailers because retailers like, Hey, we bought this stuff. It ain't selling you guys discounted the shit out of it. Because by the time we got to Christmas kingdom hearts three was on sale for like 20 bucks. Yeah. came out in January it came
1: out in January yeah, yeah it came
0: out in January as on sale of twenty dollars and they they missed it. they missed the mark they did they missed the mark and, it does
1: not yeah. the game was a fucking disappointment like I'm sorry, if you like Kingdom Hearts, that's fine. if you enjoyed Kingdom Hearts three for what it was, that's fine, but like they spent so long talking about this game and building up to it and building up to it, and you know it came out, and I think for a lot of people. It was just sort of okay. You know, it, it wasn't the grand payoff that they had hoped it was going to be. It came out and it was fine. Um, so I think you you ended up with a lot of people who were maybe on the fence about picking up Kingdom Hearts 3. Who maybe hadn't played the series since Kingdom Hearts 2 had come out. Had not played any of the intervening games. Um, who heard that it was fine and opted to pass on it you know what do you think about
2: i know i know we don't really care but like this is like a proof of concept video basically Um, one uh hearing uh goofy and donald speak japanese just
1: it's always Freak weird. Me. It's always <laughs> so weird to hear
2: something <laughs> called in
0: different
1: languages. I just languages.
2: Can't, I I it's I, I that does so not strange
0: I did not, did not, not ear well. I did not watch the trailer and I've never I've never seen a Kingdom Hearts trailer um, in Japanese. Do they still have their, like, vocal...
1: Yes. yes, still have the the exact same vocal quality. Like, what the (laughs) fuck
0: is
2: going on? You know, like, it just doesn't... To be
1: able to do, like, the Donald, like, quacking voice in other languages is <laughs> gotta be a talent that
0: maybe four people have like i don't get it so it's literally like D- double or <laughs> <Like>, it's <a laughs> <list>. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: that's
0: exactly what it is i can't
2: i can't it is it is something that just i can't
0: ugh, I, uh, ugh.
1: yeah and, but are
0: all the characters about- like are all the disney characters like that where they keep, where yes. they maintain their
1: yeah that's that's how disney operates dude huh. it's like once once they set like a vocal timbre for the character that is maintained in every single language um because that is you know everyone knows what mickey mouse sounds like yeah. and that is a like worldwide that is like for everyone regardless of language mickey mouse still sounds the same in terms of vocal quality
0: i mean that's um, that's cool but also like you said it doesn't hit your ear right when you're a filthy <laughs> no, a filthy american, american that <laughs> Has had these so, characters in her native language, quote unquote, forever. So um, having,
1: being the person on the podcast, despite my outspokenness and not really caring for Kingdom Hearts that much, <laughs> uh, I am the one who has played most of the games compared to you two. Um, as a quick reminder for those listening, uh, a couple years ago in advance of Kingdom Hearts 3, I was like, I'm finally going to do it. Finally going to give Kingdom Hearts a fair shake as a franchise. So I played 1, 2, Birth by Sleep. Uh, I watched all of the between game cutscene compilations and story recaps and whatnot so i would say i put a solid 150 hours plus into the franchise only to be like you know what i still don't fucking like this um so i i didn't play three and i probably never will um but uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts as a franchise, the, the two things that I always really respected about the Kingdom Hearts franchise are one, the music, which I think is gorgeous, regardless of how I feel about the gameplay or the story or anything like that. The music by Yokoshima Shimomura is fantastic. And two, I always liked that it had, you know, it's very much a style over substance game series. And it always had this, you know, very solidified sense of that sort of cartoony, Square Enix style about itself, Um, and this trailer for Kingdom Hearts Four loses the style in a way that I find both extremely bland and also fucking horrendous to look at. Like the shot, like walking around in
2: Shibuya.
1: Yeah, he's he's in fucking Shibuya, and uh, but like the thing, the thing about the way Sora's face is rendered here. It's like it's not quite like the Final Fantasy VII remake sort of anime style, but it's not quite the Kingdom Hearts cartoony style. So instead, it is just horrifying, like, uncanny valley Sora. And I find it very difficult.
0: But here's here's the problem, though, is that they kind of, if you think about it, they kind of have to go this route because the people that they're trying to appeal to We're like when the games first came out in the early two thousands. We're between the ages of like nine and nine and seventeen, right? And like, like they basically like they're like, oh, I guess we have to grow Kingdom Hearts with the audience because those people would be in, are going to be in their mid thirties now (laughs) by the time this game comes out.
1: You can you know grow the franchise in a way that still stays true to like the sense of style that it's always had about itself. I don't know. I don't fucking like the way that this looks. I am not interested in playing this at all. Everything about this trailer screams that Tetsuya Nomura is still pissed off about Final Fantasy versus 13 and that he will be making Final Fantasy versus 13 uh, as every other game he works on until he's fucking dead in the ground. But
0: he already uh, he got to make that game, though. It's Final Fantasy nope, 15.
1: No, nope, it's didn't. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, well then why does this look like Final Fantasy versus 13 again? <laughs> I'm sick of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I might Art, I might be made less sick all? of aren't Kingdom Kingdom Hearts. First of all, I really just I wish they would stop letting Namura direct games because I don't think he's any fucking good at it. Um I don't think he's able to to direct games in a way that allows the company to maintain any sort of reasonable time schedule about this. They say that this game is in development, and that's great. Maybe it'll come out in two or three years, and that will be an acceptable time period. You know, if they, they announce this for the 20th anniversary, if they get it out by the 30th, I will be shocked. Given there's, their history. I'm going to
0: say there's no way it's going to come out. In in a in a reasonable well, I guess if it comes out by twenty twenty
1: five, I will be shocked.
0: And that's that's the other thing that's kind of crazy me too. Like I would imagine, as much time and energy as Namura has put into the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and not that he didn't do other things in between, but like he's like the shepherd of that franchise. Yeah. And you made all these games, and you you finally concluded the series. Wouldn't you want to do something else?
1: Right? Wouldn't you want to like? Take a break,
0: like like like. Kojima could not know. wait to not make a Metal Gear game after Metal <laughs> Gear Five came out, I, and and even well, then, I don't think he really wanted to do Metal Gear Five. In all, don't you
1: don't you maybe want to? I don't know. Finish the fucking Final Fantasy Seven remake first. But <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. Leave which, leave which, leave yeah, wouldn't
0: you, wouldn't you rat? Like, yeah, let's like let's let's get that finished. Like, if you're gonna do like just one more game, or if you do two, like let's let's concentrate on one thing at a time. I feel like mm-hmm. so so we don't have to wait uh you know 10 years for that to come out or however long I don't think it's going to be
1: care. I'm honestly like, hearing about it at this point
0: it, it like I said, it just came out of left field um it feels too soon like and, and that's another thing too like we ran into this with Kingdom Hearts 3 and we ran into it with the seventh remake of announcing the games and then not being able to get them out for years and years and years and years, and years. Yeah. Unless they're much further development than we think, because it, I, I, it looks like they're probably using the Final Fantasy VII Remake engine, like whatever engine they're using for that game. It's yeah. probably just being used here as well. Um, so maybe it won't take as long to develop, but it's a Kingdom Hearts game at the same time. So, <sighs>
1: Yep.
2: Let's see. Uh, if you want Kingdom Hearts merchandise... <laughs> Oh, go All to right. densephysics.com slash he's Amazon. You probably already bought it, most likely. Yeah, you probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you go to com slash Amazon and type in Kingdom Hearts, you can get uh, a Hearts Keyblade Ultra Soft Fleece Blanket Flannel uh, for $29.69. Oh, it's got uh, the... The heart logo with the crown and a bunch of key blades on it. Uh, I will never understand why key blades are are cool.
0: It's a it's uh, a bl- it's a blunt object. It's, a it's not a sword. Right. It's not a blade. It's not <laughs> a blade.
2: It's a it's a blown up key,
0: guys. It's a club um, for clubbing, not for slashing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh you can go get one at densepixes.com slash uh, Amazon. And you can use that to, I don't know, masturbate into. I don't know. I don't know what you Kingdom Hearts people do. Y'all are weird, man.
0: Y'all are weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, There's a couple of games coming out this week uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, uh, a game that received a lot of positive buzz when it came out on other consoles. It's coming to Switch. So if you have a Switch, you can check that out. Uh, don't Starve Together coming out on nintendo switch this is don't starve but co-op uh cat cafe manager comes to switch and pc sounds delightful uh do not buy e-football 2022 on playstation <laughs> xbox or pc i'm telling you right now do not buy it this is this is the this is what uh pro evolution soccer has evolved into and it is fucking awful oh, Dude, no. it's it's real bad this this came out in soft launch like six months ago and it was so bad that Konami literally had to pull it off the market because oh. it was just like, mm, this mm. is broken. Uh, Nobody saves the world. It's getting its wider release on PlayStation and switch. It's already been out on Xbox game pass for a little while. I'm I've already bought it on switch. I'll be starting it over again on the system that i wanted to play it on from the get go. Uh, and then road 96 comes to PlayStation and Xbox this week as well. Um, now you may be surprised that Sonic the Hedgehog is a topic on the show. And it's not the thing that I'm most annoyed about because we talked about Kingdom Hearts earlier. But Carrie, (laughs) I'm assuming uh, feeling nostalgic because she went to go see Sonic 2 and reviewed it on Coming Distractions, which you can listen to right now, Um, started playing old Sonic for some reason.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I won't spoil anything about the film here on the show. Um, If you've ever been a Sonic fan, I would strongly recommend that you go see sonic 2 um in theaters um or wait until comes home you know no need to risk getting sick for it or anything like that but uh yeah it's really good and it adapts so much of the game lore and it's perhaps the best uh game to film adaptation that's ever been made because it immediately made me want to go home and play sonic video games again for the first time in a while um and my, my first go-to was, oh, I'm going to play Sonic Generations because that was already installed on my computer. And then it didn't want to, you know, I've, I've gone through some drive changes and upgrades and whatnot on my computer since I first installed that game like fucking seven years ago. Um, and so it didn't want to launch. It was just giving me an error message. So my two choices were figure out what's causing that error message or play Sonic Adventure 2 which I bought for $2, I think, a year ago on a Steam sale, and play that for the first time in 20 years. So I've been playing Sonic Adventure 2 <laughs> on Steam, and I don't know if it's the nature of a lot of Steam ports that's causing this to be so somewhat janky, or if it's just the game itself, but it's a little janky. Um, it could be either. I know. I know the
0: answer to the question.
1: I I I don't I don't want to absolutely say that it is just <laughs> the game itself that's janky, because I know so many Steam ports of games from like that era, from like the late '90s, mid 2000s, are just janky by nature. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm like halfway through, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I I. Genuinely, am enjoying playing through Sonic Adventure 2 again. One, because um, I like the three different playstyles that you get with uh, Sonic Shadow versus Tails Robotnik versus Knuckles and Rouge. Um, I forgot how fucking bonkers the story of this game is. Robotnik literally blows up the fucking moon to, like, prove a point. <laughs> to the president of he's like yo i got this big ass fucking cannon look what it can do and he just like blows up half the moon he's like give me what i want and I, i'd be like yeah okay cool he he blew up half the moon that's going to be an ecological disaster yeah you just uh, killed a- us.
0: <laughs> yeah. is, is, <laughs> is, isn't that isn't that the thing you threaten and not like what you lead <laughs> off with
1: no that's what he leads like what off more with. what
0: more could you what more can you do at that point <laughs> jesus I'm going to destroy Mars. Well, I don't care. That's like millions of miles away. But like yeah, the moon, no, like will cause massive like, floods. Like this is he, bad.
1: <laughs> dude, it's so fucking Like everything about Sonic Adventure 2 is a fucking trip. There's like, there's literally a boss fight, boss fight, really loosely, sort of a boss stage, I guess, where as Tails, you have to like chase down the president and then Sonic and Tails like break into the president's limousine and like trace a signal to Robotnik and are like bye and I'm like what is I don't know what's going on but I'm here for it I have over the last several years just come to embrace the fact that I am and has always been a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog (laughs) and
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna say you know what game series I've never heard described as janky Super Mario Brothers ever that's None none of them
1: that's None fair. That's fair. I mean, the counter,
2: said, the counter to that is, you, you know what movie series you've never heard? of. I mean, that
0: also fine. <laughs> so, you know what? So, Sonic can be a great film franchise. I am totally fine with that. <laughs> I, no I, I just yeah. like,
1: I, I have had to sort of reassess. Like I grew up playing um, the games on like my neighbor's Genesis So, like, I never really beat any of the games as a kid because I would only, like, walk across the street to play with the neighbor kids and their copy of Sonic 2, um, you know, every couple of days or whatever. But my first exposure to, like, the Sonic franchise was the Sonic Underground cartoon series to the point where I remember playing... like playing Sonic for the first time and being like, "Why, why doesn't he have his guitar? <laughs> Sonic's <laughs> supposed to have a guitar, right?"
0: I think uh, I think those are free on like Tubi right now or something like that. Like you can watch both of the Sonic cartoons from the nineties.
1: I think there weren't there three of them.
0: There were at least two. There were there was I like the shitty Saturday Sonic morning. Under, yeah, the, sh- so there's yeah, the like- shitty
1: there was one the that was i think Stimpy just yeah. sonic the hedgehog there was one that was the adventures of sonic the hedgehog and then there's sonic underground and then there was sonic x which was like the anime which came later um which, which one is basically- the one
2: which one is the one where they're like freedom fighters that's sonic you know, underground
1: was, that's that's sonic underground yeah.
2: yeah yo that shit was wild yo yeah, Like
1: right? <laughs> 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 like it's that shit was so serious yeah i'm like yo
2: why aren't he asking for chili dogs on 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 poorly drawn static backgrounds and giving me psa's about you gotta get out of there like all this serious shit oh yeah. my goodness
1: In any case, I I am enjoying going back and revisiting some of the older Sonic games that I haven't touched in decades at this point. Um, Because I think the last time I really played Sonic Adventure 2 was when it came out in like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. So uh, I've been having a good time going back to it. Um, I definitely want to play some of the other Sonic games that um, were sort of intervening. Uh, Sonic Heroes... I, I really want to find a copy of that. I've got a GameCube. Um, I'd like to track down a functioning copy of Sonic Heroes so I can play through that. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm going to touch, like, Sonic and the Secret Rings or Sonic and the Black Knight. I am not interested in that bullshit. But, like, <laughs> Sonic Heroes I sort of want to play. Uh, I'd like to go back and play Sonic Colors again. and uh, I would even be willing to play Sonic Unleashed. Um, I, I'm interested in going back and seeing all of the dumb shit that they've done with this character over the years basically but yeah i'm simply simply leaning into my fandom at this point holy shit i
2: don't remember there's a lot about sonic i do not remember like the fact that sonic has siblings uh,
1: only only in sonic underground does he have siblings but both of them are also voiced by jaleel white
2: (laughs) yo this is some like this got like poochie written all over it
0: (laughs) these two two are extreme
1: sonic manic and sonia yeah
0: (laughs) so it's a light news week which it means we got a heavy post ops week, which I appreciate for you guys getting those questions in. Uh, we'll start with Daniel. He asks, Micah and I, are we going to do completion runs of Elden Ring? Meaning runs where you get every single thing that you can in the game, like talismans, gestures, that kind of stuff. Uh, hell no. It's hard enough just to do, like, regular runs in this game. Um, and doing completion runs is difficult because there are so many small quests that give you like talismans and ashes of wars and stuff like that, that you can get locked out of if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So you'd have to basically play it with a guide in hand and plot your way yeah. through the game to do it. Like you kind of have to do that to get the platinum just because there's some trophies, like getting all the named weapons and stuff like that, that, uh, that yeah, are, there's that are a possible,
2: there's a missable weapon that you can get or, or there's a weapon that you can miss. There's, there's, um, If you pick a certain ending, it locks you out of the other endings. So unless you back up saves, you got to replay the entire game. And then there are endings that you and then there's an ending that if you don't do a specific quest line, you just won't get the option for that ending. So uh, I don't know about a completion run. I I put enough. I put a lot of time in that game. I'm almost finished the second playthrough when I haven't been playing. Uh, as much mm-hmm. but it's like it's the second playthrough is super fast yeah. like it, it, you know i'm i'm at the i'm at the i'm at the uh the dark Knight dog as mm-hmm. Johnny put it, and um so yeah, in my second playthrough so it's I might do the second playthrough and then kind of take a break for a while, yeah, I don't know if any d l c is coming
0: but i might uh, i i would imagine it. there's going to be at some point they they put it yeah. in all their other games so Um, And then he also asks uh, us if we're considering hero. or sorry, Johnny asks us if we're considering hero or roleplay builds um, on possible second playthroughs because he said he tried a a Kratos campaign and he's currently doing a Belmont campaign with whips and faith spells
2: i've seen his uh his kratos his kratos looks pretty badass he's got Mm -hmm. like these magma blades that kind of spin around like it looks cool yeah he gave me a (laughs)
0: blade. this is a cool uh this is a cool part of from games that i didn't realize existed until i started getting into it because like i've seen like people do like like ninja turtle campaigns and like dark souls so they'll like make a ninja turtle character and (laughs) and run around with like twin blades or a staff or something like that and kind of go to town um Again, I got to beat the game first. I'm i I'm, t- I'm taking a much more meandering route through the game than Micah did um, just because my time to play is not as great. So I'm taking my time and, and soaking it in. I did a lot underground the last time I played. I played for like five hours and have completed a good chunk of the uh, under, underground portion of the game.
2: The uh, the Mimic tier, while nerfed, is still your best friend.
0: Yeah, I haven't upgraded it yet. I just got it to, not too long ago. Um, but I will probably be playing with that a little bit here and there. So, but it's, it's been a good time so far. I did beat, uh, I did beat, uh, Radon, which was, which was a good time. Well, obviously I did. If under Ryan, fight, so yeah,
2: yeah, that was a fun fight. Wasn't
0: it? It was fun. It was a little annoying at first. Cause like, I, I hated having to like sit there and dodge like the giant gravity arrow just to, just to summon everybody <laughs> until they, until they got to him basically. Um, but it was still, it, it was still a pretty good time. I did not need to use the, uh, pro strat for don uh not because i didn't want to but because my arcane stat was not high enough to do the uh the scarlet rots incantation so <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> so i had yeah, i had I, to do it i had to do it the old fashioned way i
2: did it the old fashioned way too just get yeah. you just you and your buddies uh just gang up on a bully yep uh, and and there's one more there's one other fight that's like really fun it's like one of the last dragons you fight and it's it's super fun um especially like dying and then just like fuck this i'm going
0: right back and well just, ca- ca- castle Redmane tripped me out because i wasn't expecting it to just be literally like the fight like i thought i had to like work the castle it's like no you can just kind of mosey on through if you don't <laughs> like it like it like you can you can fight those two like lion like fucking creatures in the courtyard if you want to but other than that you can just kind of you could just kind of roll through and do what you got to yeah. do. Like, what's well, that's fine. It's a nice break. Cause Kayla is annoying to track. <laughs> I can tell you, um, Johnny also asked you, Carrie, uh, which gaming, uh, soundtrack or song was the absolute worst to try to learn and get right. And was it worth it?
1: Uh, it's tough. At least with quick save, we haven't done anything that I think is like super over the top, like technically proficient for us. Um, we're, we're playing a lot of stuff that's, uh, you know, gaming and gaming adjacent is sort of what I have been phrasing us as, um, uh, one coming up is going to be tough. Uh, we're doing the theme from paradise killer, which is going to push my vocal range to its limits. So that's going to be hard for me personally, and probably not for any of the other six lads in the band. They're going to have a really good time. And I'm going to have problems. Um, As far as the orchestra, we're working on a piece this season, which is called Meridian Dance from Secret of Mana. And that's the final boss theme. And like a lot of stuff for Super Nintendo, like a lot of video game music in general, but especially the Super Nintendo era. um, It's a song written for MIDI. It's not a song written to be played by human hands. song written to be played by a computer so it's like atonal and there's a lot of shit happening all at once and it's we're having problems getting getting that one down i'm a little annoyed about it because the baseline is just bullshit honestly (laughs) (laughs) and i i'm i'm pretty fucking grumpy about that one um yeah, there's just a lot going on. Honestly, uh, one of the pieces I arranged for the orchestra this season uh, is a Street Fighter medley. And Ryu's theme is pretty fucking difficult. Um, that's a busy baseline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say like Super Nintendo era music in general tends to have a lot of stuff where a lot of composers for video games were like, ooh, we haven't expanded expanded soundboard you know we can do all these cool things with all these new different sound fonts and they just like did a bunch of crazy shit not thinking that any actual real life musicians would ever try to play or perform it what's so, what's funny
0: is that if you actually look towards the like later like street fighter 4 street fighter 5 arrangements of reuse theme you'd probably have an easier time with it because those were correct. actually <laughs> arranged for like like full orchestras and things of that nature, yeah so.
1: Um, honestly, I thought, cause it'll be a medley of the title theme, Ryu's theme, Ken's theme and Guile's theme and Guile's theme. We've nailed Guile's theme. That's going to be dope. Uh, Ken's theme has given us some problems. Um, but, it's but-, the, but it's the best one. I I really like Ken's theme a lot. It's the yeah. best one Man, in the game. Is <laughs> Ken's theme <laughs> kind of
2: like a? Doesn't it sound a little bit like the Top Gun theme? I, yeah,
1: it's I, like a rock song. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it has the actual Top Gun motif in it, but it's it's pretty adjacent. Um, I always liked Vega's theme because of like the Spanish flamenco guitar vibes in that, but. Uh, yeah we'll get it done we got a few weeks left of rehearsals before the performance so I have faith that we'll nail this shit but yeah just SNES shit in general <laughs> has I think it's it's a really high bar to clear to try and accurately recreate a lot of that stuff so
0: uh, Cam asks what game sequel announcement would annoy you the most and he is forcing me to say something other than Kingdom Hearts <laughs> but that's fine. Cause I know what it is. Uh, if Konami puts out another metal gear game without Kojima, I'm going to fucking lose it.
1: <laughs> I'm, it not even, I'm not even really a metal gear fan, but I think that would probably be mine. <laughs> just, just, just because of how disrespectful I think it would feel to have them try and do that without Kojima.
2: As a, uh, as a Capcom fan. Um, one could say fanboy, right? I'm 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 apologetic for Capcom. Um, there's one franchise that I just couldn't get into, and I thought was really dumb. And technically, they're not bringing it back, but they are bringing it back, and it's Dino Crisis. I always thought Dino Crisis Mm -hmm. was really fucking stupid. (laughs)
0: Um, I mean, it kind of is. Like they literally just said, "Wow, this Resident Evil game sure is popular," and you know what else is popular? jurassic park what if we take right. the two of those things and mash them together right
2: that's exactly what they that what they did and while they're not bringing it back they are bringing a capcom based third person action shooter with dinosaurs called exo primal which just feels like monster
1: Hunter dino
2: crisis right and it's the same so i just i never understood the um I never understood the the love that that game that that franchise. It's a franchise. They had like two, like, three. Like they had two, three, three games. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, I I just never I never got it. I never got into it.
0: I mean, it was never as popular, also as Resident Evil, because I think people recognized at the time that it was just kind of like a cash Hell, grab of like, sorts. Because <laughs> like, Cause, cause like they all came out of the original PlayStation too, so like they all got they all got mashed into this like four-year cycle essentially (laughs) so very strange uh mark asks what voice talent in gaming do you think has the most versatility uh as in like they don't make every character sound the same or close to their normal speaking voice i guess nolan north is ruled out for this category
2: (laughs) (laughs) nolan north uh, nolan north troy baker like those dudes like if you want a white guy to sound like a white guy you get those white guys like that's it right um everyone else Uh, literally everybody but them right Mm -hmm. like i think ashley birch uh does a very good job um
0: someone that pops up a lot that nobody knows who he is but he's in like so many games is like robin atkin downs robin atkin Downs, that was it
2: that was my next dude man yeah roger craig smith he's another one um jennifer hale's voice is is very recognizable but i think she's a better actor than most that she can like i can always tell when it's I hurt? forgot
1: the fact that Roger Craig Smith has been both the voice of Chris Redfield and Sonic the Hedgehog says everything you need to fucking know I feel
2: <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's a lot of them that um there's a lot of them out there that um that are actually really really good. And that, and that's and that's the big thing with like you know, God God rest Robin Williams soul, right? But he was the first like big actor to to voice a cartoon character for Disney in the Genie, right? Mm-hmm. And his his performance is phenomenal, right? But like now every celebrity is doing these voices. And Robin Williams Robin Williams is a comedic actor. He can he can affect his voice in different ways. Like he was very, very good at it. Right. Fucking Kevin Hart is just Kevin Hart. Yo, (laughs) like Kevin Hart is going to be ace the bat dog. What? No, it's just Kevin Hart as a dog. The rock is going to be crypto. No, it's just the rock as a dog. Like it's not like there's a, there's a, there's a real skill and an art to doing a vocal performance. You can't just, you can't just get celebrities to just come and do this shit. Like, it just, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive to it.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, you're right, because, like, you know, Kiefer Sutherland was there for a paycheck, man, in middle of year five. Like, right. it was not the same yeah. as, as David Hayter. No.
1: It right. just wasn't.
0: So. Uh, Trey asked, should more companies take the Sega approach and let outside studios remake older games from dormant franchises? I think if there's a demand for it sure nintendo yeah
1: please <laughs> please please let someone else make another golden sun game it doesn't have to be camelot please uh,
0: Cam- camelot's too busy making sports games for making fucking
1: characters. mario golf <laughs>
0: uh yeah. here's a here's an interesting question from daniel uh what constitutes an acceptable amount of grind in a video game
1: I think it depends on.
2: It depends on how well that game plays. I don't mind. I don't mind grinding out a game if it plays well. But if it's, uh, but if it plays like dog shit, like if I like the game, well, if it plays like dog shit, I'm probably not going to you know play it to be you know mm-hmm. long to begin with. Right. But if there are like, if there are like, if it plays well, but it's just not fun, like I'm just going through the motions.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Then yeah, it, it's not. Like Borderlands does that for me sometimes yeah where it's like I'm just kind of I'm just kind of playing this just to be playing it like i if if i can if I can literally I can play a game and listen to something but if I can play a game and have like something like YouTube or something on and I can pay attention to that like that's an unacceptable grind
0: yeah in my opinion what's funny like I think the way it plays is correct I think also like the the specific loop. Um, that's there because yeah. borderlands borderlands is a good example because the problem with borderlands is that grinding is not easy in that game because there's no great grinding locations in borderlands. And so like everything you do feels like it takes too long, but like I'll run riffs in Diablo three all day because those rifts take like. Ninety seconds a piece, and like, and like, it's not, it's not hard to just run in there, grind through them, run back in, grind that out again. Stop, you know, see what loot you have, sell that off, or or break it down at the smith. And run, like, I'll do that for like ninety minutes. Like, it's not, it's it's not a problem. Like, like I said, I'll listen to a podcast while I'm doing it, or something in the background. So I don't mind about that. But if you make me sit there for like two hours in like a JRPG where I have to like walk around the same patch of land because yeah. it's random battles and wait for, you know, certain enemies to spawn and go through those battles, which take five to six minutes or, you know, all this other kind of shit. Like, like if it feels boring and repetitive. Yeah. Then I'm not going to have a good time.
1: I think it's something where it's like, if you know how much you have to grind ahead of time, then you sort of like, then any amount, becomes a little more accessible if you like if you know because it's like all right cool monster hunter sometimes you have to grind out you know fighting a monster over and over again to get certain parts but it's like okay cool i know i need this many of this part in order to get the piece of armor or the weapon that i want so at that point it just becomes okay i just have to engage the gameplay loop two or three more times in order to do this um as opposed to like in a old school like dragon quest where it's like I'm going to run around in a circle, hope I get enough levels to fight this boss so that, you know, I can advance the story and maybe it's not enough. Maybe I I hadn't done it enough times and I get my shit kicked in again and I have to grind more and go back and try it again. That's the kind of grind that I don't think is necessarily acceptable.
0: And I think the other problem, too, with modern games is that they don't design their grinds to be fun. Because a lot of modern games have ways that you can circumvent that if you just throw them a couple more bucks mm-hmm. or a little bit more money. Yeah. And so, like, that's where, you know, like, mobile games do that shit all the time. Like, if you play a lot of mobile games, like, they're literally, like, mobile games are are grinds. Like, that's literally what they're designed to be and not particularly fun ones. And they know that you don't want to spend, you know, three hours doing some bullshit. So it's like, oh, well, you can give us $5 and you don't have to do any of this stuff. We'll just unlock it for you. So that that that's the other problem is when they don't uh when they don't, you know, consider what they're doing and because yeah. they, they have a shortcut built in. So they don't really care, you know, if you have to spend four hours because they they're happy to sell you save time. So uh Anthony says, Do you guys hoard items in video games? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yep. <laughs> I might need it later. You'll know.
2: Yeah. I look if I'm. I'll literally game, like, be on
1: the final boss of a game and be like, "Well, uh, I, I could use it, but like, I might need it later in the fight. Like, that's
2: <laughs> like that's how I will, fucking stupid
1: I, I am about
2: it. I need to be. I need to have like, I if if there are ninety nine slots for potions, I need ninety nine potions because you never know, right? I'm at the end of this game. This potion is going to give me fifty health. I have eight billion health points. It's not going to do anything
0: right but you never know yeah i mean that's that's me in elm ring right now like i have a bunch of rune arcs that i probably should be using more frequently than i am but i'm not because, because i'm right. like i might need this shit later so exactly
2: you never know i know you'll be like oh shit i ran
0: out what if what if there's a batter boss that i have to run across then i'll really <laughs> need to use the rune arc then right. Uh, Row Creative asks, similar to everyone picking a favorite soccer team to follow, I'm curious as to what everyone's favorite F1 driver team are. This is only me because Micah has not – I don't think has watched driver to Survive. uh, I know. I I can name you exactly –
1: I can name you exactly one race car person off the top of my head, and it's James Hinchcliffe, and he's not an F one driver, no, he's, he's an Indy car driver. Yes.
0: That's impressive though that you that you know an Indy car driver. Like I I would I would You know how I know
1: like, You want to guess how I fucking know this dude's name? It's it, he was on Dancing with the Stars.
0: Oh, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> uh so for so for me, because I'm the only one that can answer this question, uh I, I have grown partial to McLaren uh because I do quite like Daniel uh Ricciardo. That uh that that jubilant Aussie, uh, that's in F one. He's a fun guy, and I like Lando Norris too because he is a gamer, and so he's fun to to watch. So yeah, McLaren's probably my team, but I don't have any like strong allegiance to McLaren. Um, but I do like those two guys. And then he also asks, what Micah, what is the first game that we plan on introducing our children to when they're old enough, and what genre do you hope that they avoid? I've already introduced my son to video games. Uh, Well, mostly because he introduced himself to video games. The one that he does enjoy uh, playing the most is probably super Mario uh, 3d world, which he is actually not bad at, which is pretty good considering that uh, it's hard to really teach him how to play the video games. He kind of has to learn it by himself. So
2: Um, it would probably be a platformer, right? Like I feel like um, I feel like the barrier for a platformer or like a, or like a cartoon racing game um the same thing i would you know uh get my wife into you know what i mean um to avoid um you know those like anime titty games you know what i mean that i that i play <laughs> that i play right like i look i played them
1: I thought you were um, going to say like Dasha games or like Roblox or any. Of yeah, for me, that for me, it,
0: it would wallet. be any anything anything with a heavy like microtransaction mechanic yeah. that that that. Oh well, that's I know. don't count those. I don't count those. But that's the kind of problem. stuff that he's more likely to to fall into. Yeah, you're right. He's you're gonna right.
1: start playing fucking Roblox. Right? Yeah, like like you're when gonna he gonna gets into like
0: third, third grade, grade, his friends grade aren't gonna be probably. playing like fucking you know fucking Senran Kagura or anything like that with the third graders. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that.
1: No, dude. That's so funny. I ain't got All kids. Right. I ain't having kids. But I think kids should play Pokemon, like, period. Like, most
0: most most dads have to hide like their like 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 back in back when me and Micah were kids, like our, our parents like hid their like porn magazines in their attic. Yeah. Like Micah's gonna hide copies of like Dead or Alive Six or something like that. Are <laughs> found daddy's porn stash like, these are video games this is weird
1: <laughs> dead or alive extreme beach volleyball
0: yeah <laughs> uh phil Wander says so ladies and gentlemen is red bull racing getting too high on its own supply yeah red bull uh three races into the season defending champion max verstappen has two did not finishes uh because the car failed uh, and sergio Perez has one as well so they need to uh get shit figured out. And then Ricky says uh, S if he uh, likes, if, if we like this year's helmet cam. So they have this new camera in F1 that they show where like one driver in a race will have like a camera built into their helmet. So like, you're kind of seeing it through their eyes essentially like you're, cause you're seeing the, the view through their visor. Um, It is pretty cool because it does give you like a real sense of speed. The problem is that the visors get kind of dirty over the course of the race, because obviously like fucking wind is flying in their face. So whatever debris, um, and they don't get to clean them that frequently. So the, the way they do F1 visors is believe it or not, they have like a bunch of like stickers on the visor. Like they have these like clear stickers. They put in in the drivers can literally just like rip off a sticker to when they, when they need a clean, a clean view, um, which is a pretty ingenious way to do it. But the problem is, is that when you're looking at the helmet cam, you kind of get all the debris and funk that's on there as well. So it's kind of, it's kind of half and half. Um, he says he thinks it looks better during the day. I agree, because during the night you can't really uh see a whole lot um with that. And then Rashawn comes in at the very end uh saying asking how long till Kingdom Hearts 4 gets released, 2024, 2025, or 2028? Uh all conservative estimates, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh there needs to be a three in there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, re- real predictions, I think 2025 is probably a date it, like, that you can expect all, that to happen. All, all
1: jokes aside, if they're actually in development on the game right now and they're able to, you know, dedicate the proper resources to actually getting it done in a reasonable amount of time, I think 2025 is probably a reasonable expectation for it at this point. Yeah, but who but knows? Like this late, is, you know, this is Square Enix and yeah. it could be bumped back a million, billion times. I don't know, and I quite frankly don't care.
0: Well, if you'd like to wildly speculate about the future of the Kingdom Hearts franchise uh, with many other folks who listen to the show, don't forget to join our Discord by going to densepixels.com/fans. Uh, you can ask us questions in the post office because we answer them or try to answer them every single week. Make sure you subscribe to this show as well as all the other TNP studio shows wherever you download fine podcasts and also go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe to the show there as well. And you can follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash dense pixels as well as following all of us personally. I'm dense pixels. Brad Carrie is suffice. Carrie Terrence is apparition 410 Micah is dense black nerd, but he's never on there. So you can follow him, but there will be nothing. You want. There'll be nothing to see. Uh, on Micah's <laughs> side of thing. Uh That is it for us this week. We thank you as usual for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya.
2: See ya.